The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. I recently was talking to a woman who said to me in a general conversation while we were standing there about what's going on in the world. And she said, I don't want to know what's going on in the world. There's so many bad things. I don't want to know about it. And I said, well, it's important for you to know that. And she said, well, I'm old. So it really has nothing to do with me is what she relayed to me. I thought, how selfish. You go through your whole life. You've enjoyed this. You've had sorrows, whatever. But now everything's so ugly, you don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to know about it. You just want to watch your TV, play bridge, get your Social Security, whatever. This is anti-message. This is contrary to what Our Lady is teaching us. On September 25th, 1986, Our Lady said something very clear. And it's about prayer. And it's about your life. So this woman, if she's in prayer, and I assume that she is, she divorces her life of what she needs to be doing. Our lady said in this message, by your prayer and your life. It's not just prayer. And your life, you help to destroy 
everything that's evil in people and uncover the deception that Satan makes use of. And she goes back to prayer. And she adds this to the message. You pray that the truth prevails in all hearts. Prayer alone is not going to get truth in people's hearts. Your life does that. You convict. You confront. There's ways to do it tactfully. There's ways to do it very strongly sometimes if it's necessary. You have to have a strategy how you approach it because your purpose is to convict, uncover, show the deception, show that Satan is doing this, making use of the mentality of I'm not going to do anything. Y'all, I pray I'm not going to do anything with my life in regards to physical. Don't think Medjugorje's plan isn't physical. We're in the trenches. We're in a fight. And it's now, not tomorrow, not the next day. Are you efficient in that? At least said February 2nd, 2014. God's grace will descend upon you and you will be able to retain it through fasting, prayer, purification, and reconciliation. You will have the efficiency which I seek of you. Efficiency is something to do with life. Efficiency is spending hours very productively. Our Lady is calling you to the battlefield. And if you think you're just okay and you're comfortable and you're just a daily communicant and that's all you have to do, you're in grave error. And I've said it before. I've met people that don't go mass, but once a week, much holier than many daily communicants that I know of. The way they talk, what they do, how they slander. It's not an attendance record that I'm the daily communicant, is what you do with it. Because the lady said, live Mass. Live the sacrifice of the Mass. That means when you walk out of church, you're living this all throughout the day. You're sacrificing your life for the salvation of the world. February 25th, 1988, she asked for that. So it's just not this attendant thing, and you're okay. Why am I saying this? Because we have some things happening that we have let up because we're unconvicting people. Our ladies want us to be caustically convicting. That we shame people. They won't dare mention certain things. So we got all this where the gender gerrymandering because they think they're God and God biological made them wrong. What about the voice that identifies women and the voice that identifies men? Put a hundred women in a line. Put a hundred men in a line. Mix them up. Blindfold yourself. You will be practically a hundred percent decision that was a woman's voice. The second one was a woman's voice. The third is a man's voice. Yeah, if you smoke and you mess up your voice, that's one thing. We're not talking about that. God put a feminine sound to a woman's voice. Why? Because she's the sweeter one. The provider, the protector, the guy who has to go fight the bears. Fighting war has the natural tones of a male, and it's identifiable. The arrogance, the stupidity of what we accept, and it goes to another level. You say, well, that's what people are doing. So where does it go? You think it stops there? We want to play you a clip of a man in Holland who has an accent. He's difficult to understand, and the absurdity of what he's saying. He's filed a lawsuit. He's talking to a reporter. And he's going this sarcastically, perhaps. It's not very perfectly clear. 
but he says he's 68 years old. And this 68 years old is not what he wants to be. He wants to be something else. So he's going to court suing so he can be 49 years old and explains why he wants to be that way. And I, I feel I suffer under my age because I'm much more younger than my 68. So when I ask for a mortgage, for example, they say it's impossible. If I go on Tinder, you know, then I get women from, from 68, uh, 69, uh, when the women are there. And when I'm on Tinder, you know, the, uh, then they say, okay, then you can lie for your age. You say you're 49. I don't want to lie. I want to be myself. So don't force me to lie. But when I'm really 49 again, I will have a baby again. I will buy a new car again. I will paint my house again. I'm going outside and I invest my money again. Because now I'm old man. You know, I have to save my money to give to my kids so they can live. But if I have that age again, I have hope again. I'm new again. And there, the whole future is there for me again. So he wants to have all the legal documentation saying he's 49 years old instead of 68. And then the woman can do the same thing, become 49. Then they can have a baby again because they're young. This is where we are with this. You may think it's funny. It is funny, but it's not funny because this is what people are doing. They're completely immersed themselves in untruth. And while he may be sardonic and making fun of this, whatever his reasons, it's real. Why can't you be that? I want to be 20 years old. I want to be that way legally. It is easier to get a mortgage when you're 20. Why are you discriminating against because I'm 68? So we see these lies and there's no limit to where they stop. They want everything to change. And they've done that with our nation. And we have these things taking place. How is that? I've spoken through the years to you about a democracy versus a republic. You haven't reacted to that in the proper way. You have to fight this. If it's so important for the professors in the universities to call and write and put in books and history and all of the things that's taught that we're a democracy and politicians are saying it all the way to the top of the government, only Trump doesn't say it now, but everybody else does. And the conservatives are saying it just like they use the verbiage for abominables that they give to us. And they now give to us the word democracy. Words have meanings. They're very powerful. Satan didn't dig a hole in the Garden of Eden, as on the Tarzan movies, where you put a mesh over the top of it, covered up with bamboo, so when you walk through there, you fall in a hole, and the devil's got you when they're trying to catch lions. No, Satan didn't do anything but talk to Eve. Words. Words is the battle. We have it engaged. I want you Everybody who listens to this to change your verbiage. Oh, I want to be more nicer to Barnabas and call him the G word. I've gone through that. I'm not going to go into that. But you are participating in legitimizing these people. Every time you say democracy, every time you let somebody say it in front of you without convicting them, you are participating in a lie and you are supporting the stealing of elections. Democracy is birth how? First, you have to understand the jurisdiction of God is given to the people. That's what the Declaration of Independence did. Our Lady wants you to understand that because these are truths. That's what they wrote. So a jurisdiction of God is given to the people. Then the people delegate the jurisdictions to the trustees of the government. 
We give that to him, but it's from God. So when we eliminate God, it's only the voice of the people. That's when a democracy is born. We birth it. We know God is over us. So we tell our government officials, you can be over us because we know the jurisdiction to us we give to you is from God. But you've eliminated God now. And so it's only what? The voice of the people. That's why we now have turned into a democracy. And many people believe that. And that's why they're stealing elections. Because God is rejected. He's out of the scope of it. There's no moral boundaries for the people because there's no more boundaries for our trustees of the government because we have allowed them to reject the jurisdiction of God over what we do. So it doesn't come from we, the people. It comes from God himself. So because God is rejected, only one side wants to steal the elections, and that's the Democrats. You say, well, what about the Republicans? I don't even want to concede that. Republicans do not want to steal elections. They want, on our side, to restore God's order. And that's what we represent. So what's taking place? We had, in 2009, a comedian running for the U.S. Senate. And what happened in Minnesota? Al Franken was a Democrat running against Norm Coleman. And Coleman, out of millions of ballots, this is important, out of millions of ballots, Fox News called the election of Coleman. Associated Press and Minnesota Public Radio also called the election for Coleman. A few hours later, what happened? AP and the National Public Radio, which we've called growing up the National Propaganda Radio, called the race for Franken. So what happened? So the Minnesota Secretary of State, which is for the Democrats, posted that Coleman barely won by 726 votes. This is important to look at. Do you realize that we had an election back then with millions of ballots and they're only 726 votes apart? I don't believe that. I'll tell you in a couple of minutes why I don't believe that and why you shouldn't believe it. So it went from there. They did a recount of a tally of 215 votes on November 18th. And what was reported is they started finding ballots in back of trunks Oh, they didn't count this, or here's something else. Same thing's happening now in Broward County in Florida. The exact same thing is taking place. So through many steps, they found out there was 953 wrongly rejected absentee ballots. So after they kept doing this gerrymandering, they put Franken with 225 votes ahead. It was very clearly, when this took place, it was fraudulent. It went on for 10 months Coleman said, and he decried, that it was an improbable shift that overwhelmingly occurred for the benefit of Franken. You know, it's it's improbable. It couldn't have happened. You can't shift that except illegal. So Coleman took it to court. And, of course, you got the Democrats running this thing. A three-judge panel dismissed his objections. He goes to the Minnesota Supreme Court, and they unanimously rejected Coleman's appeal. And then Franken filled the seat. Of course, he had to step down because of the Me Too movement, but he's going to run again. So what are we to do about this? What are we to do in Georgia where they're trying to steal the election? Even our side says, well, it appears they're stealing the election. Why are we not waking up? You're not taking seriously what our lady is telling us. What does she say? 
September 25th, 1986, by your prayers and by your life, you help to destroy everything that's evil in people and uncover the deception Satan makes use of. You pray that the truth prevails in our hearts. And I added already, you have to take action. But let's go to November 7th, 1985. I am calling you to love of neighbor and love towards the one whom evil comes to you. Okay, she says, love of neighbor and love toward the one from who is throwing evil to you. So how are we supposed to do these people? How are we supposed to understand them? What Franken did, what they're doing in Broward County, stealing this right underneath their eyes. How are we supposed to react? She says this way. I'm calling you to love of neighbor and love toward the one whom evil comes to you. In that way, this is very critical. This is very important. Because I was in Medjugorje when I read this. I was in the bedroom in Maria's house. I remember reading this message and it struck me because I had enemies. I had people doing things against me. And she tells us what to do about that. And I want to repeat what I've just said so you understand how big this is. I am calling you to the love of neighbor and love towards the one whom evil comes to you. In that way, you will be able to discern the intentions of hearts. I'm letting you think about that. What do you think? Did you hear what lady just said? I was thunderstruck standing beside the bed because I was under a lot of persecution in Medjugorje from priests and those who wanted to be where I was in my position. And I realized I had to love and I would discern their intentions. And I did. I could see exactly what their motives were. And I won, and I won, and I won. At the same time, I was able to destroy everything that was evil in people and uncover the deceptions. I wrote some letters to the Franciscans in Medjugorje, and they stopped what they were doing because I uncovered it, and I knew it in the tensions. They wrote me back. I got it in archives. Oh, it'll be history one day. And others who were in Medjugorje promoting, who was undercutting me, Satan was making use of to destroy our mission. But I loved them. And I was serious about it. And I could read their hearts. And I still do that today. Some of them are my friends now. And some have even admitted Satan got a hold of them. And some of the things they did is actually written down that we have in records. Why? Because I'm supposed to be a witness. You're supposed to be a witness. Our community is supposed to be a witness of how we walked with our lady, how we conquered the enemy. You have to conquer this in Florida and Georgia. It's not just being nice. Love is being serious. I'm going to say something to you. I've told this over and over to you, but you're not getting it. You're not changing the verbiage and you're not taking it seriously. The other side is, and they're defeating us. They will steal Florida. They will steal Georgia because we're accepting their verbiage. Sun Tzu, the Chinese warrior, said three important things that you have to memorize. And there's nobody out there mentioning him to understand how to fight these people and uncover the deception. First, Sun Tzu says, if you do not know yourself and you do not know your enemy, you will lose every battle. We're losing every battle. We don't know our enemy. We say, well, it appears they're stealing something in Broward County. What do you mean it appears? Father Svetazar, a Franciscan in Medjugorje. 
was lied to. He knew he was being lied to. And he himself put out a statement to damage me and damage his mission. It's all over the Internet. It says, a friend of Medjugorje, who used my real name, I won't because I don't want to be known. I don't want to be popular. He says, live in humility. I'm not hiding behind anything. If you don't like something to do, I'll tell you my name. But he says, it appears so-and-so is not treating families right, etc., etc. He didn't say, I'm doing that. He said, it appears. See how sly the devil is? A slanderer, an enemy who used to be a friend. But I know his intentions. If he believed that and he knew it's true, he wouldn't put the word appear. See, this is lawyer stuff. Don't ever say somebody's going to steal something. And so all your talk show hosts, all these people, when you read the clips, all they're saying is it appears in Broward County that they're trying to steal the election. Just say what it is. You don't know your enemy and you don't know yourself. Number two, if you know yourself, not your enemy, you will win only half the battles. Some of us are starting to realize that and waking up and know ourselves, but you still don't know your enemy and you're still losing half of everything. Number three, if you know yourself and you know your enemy, you can win a hundred battles without a single loss. We are losing people because you're not practicing what they are studying in West Point and military bases across the world. Sung to 2,500 years ago is part of their training. Why don't you get it? Our lady says you're in battle. She expects us to fight. She's used the word fight evil. And one of the biggest evils you can fight is say to your kids, when they bring their schoolwork home and they got a book, mark out democracy. Our democracy is this. Mark it out. When they put it on a test, say it's a republic. Why is that? Because that's how they change this thing into a democracy. So Franken didn't win this election. He stole it. Attorneys tell you, Always allege, attorneys always say it appears because you can get in trouble for saying somebody stole something. You don't know your enemy. These people in the Democratic Party and what they do, the members are clearly identified. The intentions of their hearts is clearly identified. They're gerrymandering things across the nation. Do you think if they're killing babies... And if you think they changed marriage, which they did, do you think for one second stealing an election is nothing? Ripping a baby out of the womb versus stealing an election, they don't care. They stole it. You tell me this. Reason it out. Know your enemy. All the polls showed Hillary was going to win the election. All the journalists were so hyped up. They had packed everything because they had figured what they needed to do to cheat to get the votes up. And they knew they had enough votes to get close enough just to beat Trump. They didn't want to do it in a landslide, but they figured their percentages. They figured what they needed to do is fraudulently put in there. And then they did it. And what happened? Trump won. How can I say that? How do I know that? Because I know the enemy. They're naked. I wrote in 2012, as we get closer and closer to what they're trying to do, they don't care if you know what they do because they're going to be in control. I know the enemy. I know by reason. I know Donald Trump was getting 20,000 people for his talks and Hillary was getting 200. Think about that. 
Think about your enemy. So Hillary started renting smaller and smaller rooms because she didn't have the people to fill them. And they would pack in a small room 200 people. That's all she could get. It's probably her staff she paid for. Go look it up. You don't believe it? You don't remember it? Have you got amnesia? Did you know one of the most reliable things at the polls that show accurately what happens is the exit poll. You can stand there and ask them, which way did you vote? And it's going to clearly relate to what is in the voting box. We just uncovered one clip, talked about at least 100 people went into a voting box and voted. And when they counted at the end of the day, only one vote counted. We have widespread violations and fraud. And so there's no way that Hillary's going all across the country, only 200 people. Trump has 20,000 inside and a line outside trying to get in. That's an exit poll. That told you he stomped her. But see, they had it packed. They had it so ready that she had spent, I think it was around $25 million for his celebrations in New York, right down from Trump Towers, for the celebration of a win. They were so confident that they pulled this off fraudulently, but they didn't figure and calculate enough stealing balance to make it work. Another evidence of your enemy? The newscasters, CNN, all of them, they were shell-shocked. Some were crying. They couldn't believe it. They had it in the bag. They knew what they were going to do. They had it pre-planned. They spoke everything. They did the polls. They gerrymandered the polls saying, oh, she's way ahead. Not just for without a reason, but with the purpose that nobody could question it. We have massive fraud coming. In the point man God, Jesus describes, one of you will betray me. Everybody starts looking at each other, scrutinizing each other. Judas looks at Jesus and says, it's not I. And Jesus says, it is you who say so. And he goes on and tells Judas, well, if you didn't have that in your heart, you wouldn't be accusing yourself. Why am I bringing this up? Knowing your enemy, an enemy will reveal the truth while not wanting to reveal the truth. And that's why Jesus says, it is you who say so. So let's go and see our enemy. What is their plans? How do we discern it? First of all, we pray for their salvation. We love them because we don't want nobody to go to hell. We want them to be saved. So let's think about what's happening. So what's out there right now? We have a story of, it is you who say so. Why would we have a Democrat, Donnie Deutsch, say on television to accommodator that Trump will refuse to leave office and call military if he loses in 2020? It is you who say so. Dutch said in his interview that there are hamburgers of things to come. So how does he see that through a crystal ball? What is he talking about? He says this, imagine two years from now, talking about 2020, that we have a close election. See that? See those words? See, these things are always close. You do enough fraud to get it close enough that you can get it off the finish line. If it's a big distance you have to make up, they don't always want to show where you win because that's going to make it look like more fraud. They don't want to win a lot. They want to just barely win it. And then we have a close election, and let's say a Democrat wins. Dutch says, adding that Trump will come out and say, talking about Trump, saying, no, no, this is wrong to my 50 million people. 
Take to the streets. These ballots are wrong. The sky is not blue. The sky is green. That will be the biggest constitutional crisis. It is he who says so. Where's he getting this from? Why is he saying this? Because that's a plan for 2020. Do you think killing the babies, all this stuff and this filth that they're for, Planned Parenthood, all the corruptions, you don't think they're going to do this in 2020? The guy is telling what they're going to do. Know your enemy. This is just a natural tactic. They're already preparing upwards to 600 of subpoenas in the House when they take the new offices when they control the House. Just reason all this out. But that's not the end of it. Scarborough, the interviewer, says to Dutch, do you really think, as things get worse and worse for him, talking about Trump, that he is going to put himself on the ballot in 2020 knowing he's going to lose? Because for all his failures, he's got to know that he's going to lose. Things are going badly. Okay, here's another. It is you who say so. The Federal Reserve is pulling all interest right now. Inflation is going to start. The Federal Reserve is not tied to the government. They're tied to globalism. They don't like Trump. They hate Trump. And they'll try to destroy his economic gains. See, they're telling you the plan. How is the newscaster asking this question? They're staged. I want to repeat it to you so you know your enemy. This is what they're thinking. He's asking Dutch the question. Do you really think as things get worse and worse for Trump, that he's going to put himself on the ballot in 2020 knowing he's going to lose? Because for all his failures, he's got to know he's going to lose. Things are going badly. They're prepping for what they're going to do. They're telling you what they're going to do. So Dutch replies, he believes Trump will be disqualified prior to the 2020 election because that's what they're trying to do now to impeach him in the House. But in the sad event, he does run and he does lose, which would be a happy event. And that's against you people there. Why would it be happy? Why are they so rejoicing? Because that's their agenda. It continues. It would be stunning what we would see. What is going to be stunning? They're going to tell you what's going to happen. He would be a president going and saying, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Call the military. We have to look at this man. He really would do that. He would say, no, 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 I'm still here. And even if carried out, he would turn to 50 million Americans and say, I'm still your president. And this is my new government. This is what we're dealing with here. End of quote. They're telling you the whole game plan because it's not if they steal the election, they are going to do that. Go back to killing babies, ripping them out of the womb, all the things you know the atrocities they're for. This is nothing for them. This is jaywalking compared to what they do. And you think they won't do this? I'm telling you, your enemy is going to do this. They will do everything and they'll stage it. And Trump's going to know it's false. And I would expect him, once he knows it's false, and that they've illegally done this, to call on the military to protect our nation from this theft. I expect Trump to do that. They expect Trump to do that. And so they already want to prep, oh, two years ago, look what we said, Trump was going to do this, because they know what they're going to do. Just think about it. These are wicked, wicked people, evil, deception. 
you pray for them, and you'll understand exactly what they're doing. This is all scripted, and it's they who say so what's going to happen, because I don't blame Trump if he knows it was fraudulent to call on the military, and I hope they stand behind him when that moment comes, or either they can break this fraud that's coming, because it's coming. These people have no bounds that they won't do. If you don't believe that, you do not know your enemy. We will lose our nation. We're in a battle. The whole world is looking at America. If we lose, we lose. Thinking about your enemy, I wrote six years ago in the book, They Fired the First Shot, 2012, about something that is coinciding with 2020. It was an agenda George Soros is part of it, to bring about a new constitution, socialist, in 2020. It's documented. It's in the book, They Fired the First Shot. And nobody was speaking about this. We didn't even foresee the problems we have at this moment and the chaos we're experiencing. And that's one of the things we have today is people don't know the Constitution or the Declaration. So this is a real document that they have been working to get to that goal. So 2020 is a big deal, not only just because of that, but because we're ending the 40 years our lady's apparitions. We're moving into the moment of those secrets and the end of bringing us out of the 40-year desert of what the world has become, and that's all coming timed out at 2020, 2021. June 25th, 40 years. 2020 is the 39th year. On June 25th, a few months after the election, we'll be adding days to the 40th year. We're phasing in that first year, the 40th year. All this is by accident. All this is just an incident. Our Lady said there is nothing that is happening by chance. Know your enemy, know yourself, know what they're doing to win. Don't know yourself, then lose. Make yourself aware of this truth. Go to the book, They Fried the First Shot, 2012. Many of you have that. Look up chapter 33, page 499, page 499. That tells you about the 2020 Constitution. So where do you start? What do you do? You go to your kids, look at their school books, see what they say about democracy. You start changing that. You got to teach your children to live faith means you got to stand up against all these ordinances, not having authority to be made into law because the jurisdiction of God is rejected by democracy. That's why they want us to be that way. Evil's every move and counter move is well planned. We just covered this ground. If you don't agree with that, you need to be in more prayer. They always anticipate everything is pre-played out. They're more organized than we are because they're thinking through evil. They guide and they try to move every event to a predetermined outcome. This has just happened in the church. We just put all authority from the U.S. bishops and we go to globalism. It's the Delphi process. If you don't know that, you have to read it and look what happened where you're sleeping. You need to understand evil, what they're doing. People, listen to me. You got to ingrained in your children that when they confront a truth, that they deal with it. I don't care if they're six years old, 
15 years old, 20 years old, we're not teaching our children. It starts at the schools. It starts where they visit. You have to eliminate this mentality and teach them and look up democracy. We're losing on that front line. That's the front forces that they use. Because if they can make you believe that, they can vote you out of existence and they'll do it. We had a situation a few weeks back with our children. And they confronted something with no adults around. And they confronted something with adults. We didn't prompt them. We didn't say go look for something. They did it on their own because we teach this, both by seeing our witnesses, how we live, and what we do, and what we talk about, what we teach in our school. We brought them in the studio to tell the story of this incident that took place. Will your kids do this? If they don't, it's because of what you're doing, not what they're doing. They need to hear you say, with somebody in a grocery store parking lot, oh yeah, it's terrible, it's happened to democracy. And you say, don't ever say that again. That's our enemy's words. They're defeating us through this. What does that make the kids do? They hear that witness and they do it. We got a story just happened a couple of weeks ago in a Catholic bookstore. So you're going to hear something at this moment that is raw courage, strong for three of our children, Faith, 11 years of age, Mary, 14 years of age, and Angela, 12 years of age. It's self-explanatory. We walked in and we saw this apron and I said, come look at this. And Faith and Angela ran over and looked at it. And I said, we need to say something about this. And Faith grabbed it. I said, say what? What do we need to say? Say what? So we were waiting in the store for, there was another lady that was about to buy something in there. So we were waiting for her to walk out. And so we sat in there for a few minutes. And she was staying in there for a long time. So we walked up to the counter, and I had the apron. I grabbed the apron off the rack where it was hanging. It had words written on it that said, The Catholic Church is like a juicy steak, a glass of red wine, and a good cigarette. We were really embarrassed for the Catholic Church. And so I, so I brought it up to the counter, and I asked her, I said, Who orders this stuff for here? And she kind of got really pale or whatever when I started talking. I said, this is very embarrassing for the Catholic Church, this to be in a Catholic gift shop. And this is very bad and embarrasses me. She just kind of looked at me. And so then I said, you can think about this. This is very, very bad. I'm Angela, and the lady behind the counter was very smart, Alec. And she told Faith when she walked out that, She was the one being disrespectful, and Faith didn't say anything disrespectful. She was just telling the truth. When we walked out, the lady behind the counter said, No, you're the one that's disrespectful. And then I walked out, and Mary and Angela were still in there. She was talking to the other lady, and she said, Those are kids, and they're being very disrespectful. When I walked out, I saw the two ladies, and they were snickering in there. <laughs> they were. <laughs> they were like. <laughs> is that even a word? I don't know. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were going back and forth like. 
whispering. <laughs> what were they whispering? Talking about us. Do you think youth, children should confront adults like this when you see something like this? Yes. Yeah. Why? Do you think you can change something by standing up to even an adult or something like that respectfully? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got one more question before we end this. We teach in our school many things. What is a democracy? What do you know? What do you mean by that? Okay, I want to ask you this. What is a republic? A republic is a government ran by law and order. I want to bring that up because we don't use democracy here. And when they say they don't know what a democracy is, it's because we're teaching them there's not a legitimate government, so they don't even have this in their vocabulary in the sense of what you lie your kids in school to have. And you have to fight this battle. You have to teach your kids, as I said earlier, not to accept this in the books, scratch it out, and have your children strong enough to go to the teacher saying, we're a republic, we're not a democracy. And as I said earlier, too, this is from the universities, this is from the professors, and they do this and change it, and you're participating in it. Revolt. You revolt with verbiage. As we talked about Sun too already, you have to start doing this to teach your kids. Because we have turned into a democracy, and it is mob rule, and it is very evil, and we're experiencing that evil now. So after you do your prayers inside the school, and y'all come outside, what do y'all do? We walk outside in front of the flag and do the Pledge of Allegiance. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. It's a republic, people. You better ground your kids in this because we have many youth are being targeted by Democrats for democracy to grow, which will end in disaster. This broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje, which is nearing completion, is covering a very important topic. We want to equip you with the tools needed for today's ever-changing world. We desire to express our gratitude to our field angels, our dedicated supporters who make it possible for us to bring these important teachings into every home. Thank you. These broadcasts are listener-supported, and the demand on our mission outpaces our ability to meet the needs of so many throughout the world. We need more Caritas field angels and are seeking souls to partner with us in opening eyes and changing lives. Become a Caritas Field Angel for as little as $5 a month, an unburdened amount to give. To sign up, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000 or visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot and click on Field Angels. For all who join, a friend of Medjugorje will gladly send you one free copy of the short book, What is the Devil's Government?, which covers more about today's topic. When signing up over the phone or online, be sure to mention this broadcast and the book number BK1179. Now, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude today's broadcast.
So there you have it, what these children say. Do you even have the gall to say that? Not many adults do. But for your own good, for your children's own good, you need to start doing it. Because we just heard, it is you who say so, that in 2020, Trump's next two years is going to be so bad, so many failures, he's not going to make it. They're going to make something happen economic-wise. They're going to try everything they can. Hopefully Trump can outfox them. But it's their words. How do they know with all these wins, so much good happening in these first two years of his presidency that they have everything, how they can say things are going to go so bad for him that he's going to lose the election. This is stated to requote two years from now. And we sit there and wring our hands saying, oh, well, we lost. We're just going to wring our hands when we hear all these excuses. Yeah, they did say that two years ago, and look what happened. The economy went sour. This happened. Even if it does, I don't believe for a minute Trump doesn't have the votes to win. If you know the message, if you know Sun Tzu, if you love your enemies, you can see everything and why they do what they do. I suggest you re-listen to these things. Contemplate. Think. How do you fight? Stay close to our ladies' messages. They are the answer. And it's not passive. You can't say, I'm a pacifist. I'm not going to move this way like this old woman said. You engage for the well-being of yourself and for your children. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.